Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You're either listening to this on the Sports Grid of Fantasy Football podcast or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Nate Noling and Sammy Reed for what you guys have stated is your least favorite permutation of the show, in which I dunk all over these nerds. Um, that's that's the spot that we are at today. We are we are talking to one guy who played Alvin Kamara in cash and two guys who did not play Alvin Kamara in cash. So guys, I mean, this is the, the floor is yours to, to bitch and moan about Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great fading the uh, Alvin Kamara 40 burger when Jacobs puts up the seven. To be honest, Nate, it's very unlike you. This is, this is, it's very unlike Nate to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go with a guy who has smashed his dick off the last three weeks and fade a guy who has been a top five fantasy asset for like the entirety of the time that we've been doing this program. The worst thing is like my favorite thing, my favorite thing to target in fantasy is the running backs that get like above 10 expected DK rushing and, and then above 10 expected DK reception work. And uh, we've had three players who've hit it all year. Two of them were week one. One of them was Alvin Kamara on week eight. And I faded him. That's like my – I don't even want to do the rest of this show. Like, <laughs> that was it. That was it. You played Alvin Kamara. You you made money this week. This That was the DJ Moore spot this week. Here, like, here, here's the thing. What's interesting is that I actually thought this was a pretty interesting slate. I thought that a lot of the 2v2s – both sides had merit. I think obviously the, a huge chunk of the field played Sam Ellinger, but I totally thought uh, not playing Sam Ellinger was fine. And honestly, how much of the overlap in everyone's lineup happened, you think, because Waller was ruled out. I feel like before Waller got ruled out and everyone just played Foster Moreau, let's see, in the massive $25 oh, yeah, there was double 10 different. There was like five different ways to go at tight end. Friar Muth. Friarmouth was who I had um, before that. I, I wanted to play Tanner Hudson, who ended up garbage heroing it with uh, three receptions for 58 yards. I, I had, I guess I shouldn't say I had Friarmouth in. I had Tanner Hudson in. That was who that was who I wanted to play because I wanted to play Alvin Kamara instead of Kenneth Walker. Um, but yeah, it was it was like, I don't think it was that straightforward of a week. Like there there ended up being a lot of overlap. But I would not have been surprised if someone, like if one projection system that people were using in blended optimals, if if it was really dragging Ellinger down, like Tua would have been fine in cash too, I think. 
Tua was my original cash quarterback before all the optos started spitting out Ellinger. And I'm like, well, you know, I can get all these great players. And I played Ellinger and not Kamara. Like, what a goddamn fish I am. Like, unbelievable. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. This freaking guy. Like, we should have known, Nate. We should have known. Everything goes right for Josh Jacobs when things are going well. But you ever heard of the vaunted New Orleans Saints rush defense? They're freaking good. And what happened when they started getting their asses kicked? They took Jacobs off the field. Does Alvin Kamara ever come off the field? No, he doesn't. Why did we play Josh Jacobs? I, you know, I, it's like, Feels I bad, have, man. it's like the, it, the, also the other thing with Jacobs to me is like, this is actually a spot of like long-term biasing, helping me out. Obviously has been killing me the last three weeks of like, I'm not playing Josh Jacobs at 30% owned in tournaments. And then he just rips off another 35 burger. But for so long, I have not been playing Josh Jacobs that I was like, I'm not paying more for Josh Jacobs than Alvin Kamara. I'm just not doing it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a damn idiot. Like I have no excuses. Like it, it's easy to be results oriented when Jacobs tanks and, and Kamara does awesome and scores his first three touchdowns of the year or whatever. But like, I think the reality is Nate, we tend to like running backs who catch the ball. Has Jacobs been catching the ball more lately? Sure. More, but, but no one catches it more than Kamara. I mean, CMC, but that's it. Yeah, and God, I, I think I think it was just a, a complete choke, man. I think it was a choke. It was one of those situations where, like, I kind of just went with the the optos, and you know, sometimes it's a little bit more of an art. Sometimes you got to just understand like the ranges it, of players. Well, there, there. So we haven't even talked about actually why I didn't play the blended optimal. So this is the the team I played. Ellinger, Kamara, Pollard, Tyreek, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Moore, Foster Moreau, Damian Pierce, and the Texans defense. Sammy played the blended optimal. Sam Ellinger, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Tyreek Hill, Chris Alave, DJ Moore, Foster Moreau, Kenneth Walker, and the Patriots defense. Nate, I think you... I had the same thing, except instead of Kenneth Walker and Patriots D, I think I had 49 you, you had, D you and had Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. Okay. So I really like I swapped you. after the Kamara news. Well, I really it actually is looking really stupid right now, but I loved Pierce and played him a bunch of tournaments. And I mean Damian Pierce got Josh Jacobs. Like his team just got yeah. blown out. He sucked. Uh which uh which um to be fair to the Jacobs people and not fair to people like me who jammed Damian Pierce. Uh, the Texans totally airballing a game is like well within the range of out, like way more than any other team, well within the range of outcomes uh, yes. at, at any given moment. So the reason why I played what I did, which was not, this was, I don't even think this was a top 50 optimal was I just wanted to play a Monroe St. Brown at 6,900. Uh, really my lineup was not even a function of saying, that Kamara was that much better than Jacobs. It was that he was $400 cheaper and I wanted to play Amon Ross St. Brown. And I thought the $2,500 and $2,600 defenses, the commanders, the Texans and the 49ers were all fine. Like all, all playable. I didn't think any of them were like smashes, but they were all fine. But I just, and I'm kind of surprised Nate didn't like Amon Ross St. Brown because he's got to project for like, 11 targets in your stuff in this game. Project, oh, I really, projected I really, great, but Olave projected great too. That yeah, was the same. Thing. Yes, yeah. for sure. I really like sure. but I thought Olave was like the play. Like Olave was the one that I couldn't get away from. Um, 
I actually did look at a couple lineups um, and using that that flex position for for St. Brown. Yeah, over the uh, Kenneth Walker. Well, you could you could have done you could have done my lineup with Alave, played a Monroe St. Brown at flex, and then mm-hmm. had a better like I think a better defense, but it, it just was playing a Monroe St. Brown over Kamara. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost looked at four wide receivers, but I just felt like there was so much running back value that I wanted at least three running backs. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't have any problems with what won this week. Like I have nothing to be upset about. Like what won was a good team. Like I just played bad. I mean, like I feel, I feel kind of bad for playing Ellinger at the end. I mean, he ran six times. I guess no, if I know 4K 4K is there's a certain thing like when you look at the range of outcomes for players and then where 4K falls that like his salary was so far from what it should have been that it's playable. I don't care what the outcome was at 4K, I would do it again. I mean, Sammy, are you like I you're 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 more the men, you're you're more the men tight end guy. Yeah, I mean, I like paying down for quarterback, too. And obviously, 4K is just like it opens up everything for the rest of your lineup. But Tua was the guy that I had for a decent amount of the week anyways. Because um, I just thought, obviously, this game was such a complete smash. And, you know, it kind of stunk the way that the that the slate broke down that so many of these games, like there weren't really many swaptions at the end. You know what I mean? Um, cause I would have really liked to get off Ellinger, but in the end it was like, oh, I can go up to Malik Willis and then go down from Kenneth Walker and go to what, you know, yeah, I, really... thought, I, I thought about Malik for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I, I seen, I seen your tweet Malik Willis over Ellinger, but you know, I mean, one I of think, them actually well, is a runner. One well, of them, I, I, I didn't even I, consider, I didn't even consider playing Ellinger in, in tournaments. So you know, give a, give a hand wave to, to what that is. You know, sometimes I, I think if you're not willing to ever play a guy in a tournament because you don't think he has the upside, why in cash? You know what I mean? I, I, I'll never, I'll never balk at a 4k, you know, guy in a dome against a, a pretty bad team, but I mean, shit, like I wish I it had is, stuck with Tua, man. Tua it, is, it is what it is. I mean, he, he could have had a rushing touchdown at the end. They were they were second and goal from the two yard line and ended up ended up kicking a field goal. Like he he had a couple opportunities, very easily could have gone um the other way. So none of us played Kenneth Walker, who was pretty popular. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I played Walker. I I mean, obviously Kenneth Walker has just been giving uh everyone the blade for the last three weeks, but I I was a little concerned about Homer getting in on passing downs which uh ended up happening that which was another reason why i mean that's why i ended up playing pierce who did no fucking better uh yeah i was the the way i feel about walker is he's just so goddamn good so good that he's like that he's like mini derrick henry you know what i mean he's like okay he doesn't really catch passes maybe he gets one or two there but like i feel irrationally confident that he's going to break off a 60 yard touchdown Which every he, he, irrationally he, he, confident he didn't end up breaking off the 60 yarder he broke off i think a 25 yarder in the end but he still looks i mean he he just physically looks different like yeah. watching him play so yeah i get it with walker i was a little scared with the homer thing but 
I, I think. Yeah, Milwaukee's I I told. I'm not faulting. I, I think I'm not faulting anyone for playing the five guys who were playable: um, Jacobs, Kamara, Pollard, Walker, Pierce. I think. Honestly, maybe... the most frustrating thing about this week is looking at ownership percentages. I don't see bad plays. Like, yeah. There's really nobody to dunk on here. I mean, the it, top it, 10 ownership uh, in the $25 double up, Tony Pollard, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Ellinger, Walker, Foster Moreau, Commanders D, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kamara, Jacobs. Maybe. maybe yeah. Un- unbelievable. Maybe like, why aren't people playing Wandell? Well, like, Wandell was, was 19%. That's probably not great. One, uh, uh, Raheem Mostert was too high. I know he got all the rushing work, but like, yeah, he was he was totally he's unplayable. A bad in cash. He was totally cash. unplayable in cash. Given, I think I would have probably played Michael Carter over him. Actually, just hey, that, just you're, basically, tri- you're tripping. Well, he I mean, got he got he gets all he was going to get all the receiving work, which is exactly what happened. But I mean, I'm not. I, I would obviously would not have played Michael fucking Carter in, in DK Cash either. There was <laughs> I'd just, rather play Carter than, than Josh Jacobs. There Josh was. Jacobs. Uh, there was a team I saw that got duplicated a fair bit that had Garrett Wilson in it, which I actually thought was fine. And say, so, I mean, what's the difference between DJ Moore and Garrett Wilson? Honest to God, like they're DJ they're... Moore. DJ Moore is DJ like Moore's really a, good. DJ Moore is a legitimate alpha. Yeah. It doesn't have Zach oh, Wilson man. as his QB. That it's so it's <laughs> like so funny. That catch at the end was, I mean, that's that's who DJ Moore is. Like you just wait for that for the entire game. It's it's so funny that play obviously like I was just like well I'm gonna win every game in cash now, but it it totally ended up hurting my current winnings because any of the bubbling teams I had in tournaments were dead because I was I didn't whatever DJ Moore was owned like twenty percent or whatever I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty pissed about the DJ Moore stuff because people finally after he smashed last week and me and you Nate we just alpha it up and played him in spite of all his his so, dickhead performances so and now, now this week 60 owned yeah and now this week everybody owns him and he catches this deep ass touchdown awesome play puts a 30 burger up at 5.3k and like everybody owns him it didn't even help us that much yeah yeah dfs dfs feels pretty dead this week you know it's like it's like yeah. you literally you literally could have played a to a double stack with alvin kamara and like maybe not have even gotten a top 50 score like not like like not even close. Yeah, it's so, it's pretty it's pretty tough, man. And you know, I I think at the end for Nate and I, like it really just came down to, down to playing Jacobs instead of Camara. Like that was that was nothing, it. We not, can, not really anything interesting to talk about. It's just yeah. I, w- I wish is. there I wish there was. I mean, certainly like with the run out that happened, you're like, damn, I'm such an idiot. You know, Josh Jacobs didn't have 150 total yards. I think for the first time since week three, and even though the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders are just posers. Like they just, they just no showed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys suck, like go home, but yeah, you know, it was, it was not, I mean, the saints are pretty bad. The saints came in like two and five. It's like, you didn't really expect the Raiders 33 points a game. Like the last four months or four weeks. Yeah. And I try not to wrap myself up in the, Oh, they're a pass funnel, you know, this and that. I mean, Jacobs has just been like, laying waste to everybody um but the way that the run out happened in this game like they just got down so much that they really didn't go to jacobs and they ended up taking him off the field and you know all this stuff and it just it just really sucked man i mean i think camaro was a great play i think jacobs was fine 
obviously if I had to do it all over again, I think Camara, I mean, Camara basically since like week two or three has just had this like insane role of both pass catching. And, and you want to know why I, I chose Jacobs, why I thought about it. I, I just said to myself, you know what, who's got the better chance of hitting the bonus? Like Josh yeah. Jacobs does. For you sure. Know, I mean, Kamara, Kamara had 40 without the bonus, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ, like same, who cares same, about the bonus? Same, same for CMC too. CMC had 40 without the bonus as well. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty tough scene uh, just wearing it this week. And my family's going to go poor because Josh Jacobs and, and the Raiders are just huge cuckleberries. Yeah. I mean, but uh, like, so we actually talked about this a little bit each of the last two weeks in terms, like the value of not being on, like one of the two or three most duped teams. And I I had two guys in my lineup who were sub. I mean, this is such an insane thing to say, given the state of NFL cash games, but Kamara was only 30% and St. Brown was only 12%. I don't, I, don't, I wasn't doing that on like purpose or whatever, but it, I don't know. It's like, there's kind of this added extra level of game theory, especially when you're playing, double ups as opposed like i mean i'm playing one lineup and all the same but like the value of not having the number one most owned team just just having i feel like just having not having that is value in and of itself i think it's probably hard to quantify and someone smarter than me you know one of these dudes who runs all these sims or whatever would be able to more accurately and more eloquently state what the value of that would be but just just not having every dude in your lineup being 60 percent feels like i don't know maybe it's a feel thing but it feels nicer well i i mean we'll, we'll go back to but, the discussion because we had it last it depends week like, on the field that you're playing like in 2017 that's probably accurate but in today's dfs it means you're giving up points are, it means you're giving up points no all these players that are 60 percent on are the right plays like the field is objectively sharper than they used to be it just is i mean we just went through the top the top 10 owned. like if you don't play those players you're giving up points yeah, and I Davis, I really did like Amon Ra this week. Uh, I had him in a decent amount of tournaments, etc. I can't get but, this fucking guy right. I mean, it's like I fade him in the week he gets thirty. Play him the two weeks he he leaves injured. He, I mean, he was fine this week, like not like you know whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was worth deconstructing the lineup for over Olave. Um, you know. But it's a, well, it's like, you know, in Levitan, he does like the must plays and the want plays like St. Brown was the want play. He was yeah. like, he was just like, I'm treating him. I'm treating him like a must play, even though he's a want play. Right. And, you know, I, I think I don't think there's really a ton of value going back to the, the discussion. I don't think there's a ton of value in your 50 50s and double ups of being especially contrarian, because if you just get in the top half, like you're great. I think the value of being contrarian like there, there's no real upside to it besides to like get above a, a train or two, but like where the real upside comes is in cash games. That That's, that's my opinion about it. The upside comes when, you know, you have something where you're just like, yeah, if I, if I hit a top 80th percentile or whatever, like I can just sweep the field and, uh, and yeah. And, and, and I, I didn't even, you, win. I guess you did I, it. I mean, I didn't even win every game. Like normally in a week like this, you'd be like, oh, well, you won every game. And it must have just been because people, people played Tua. Well, they no, well, I don't, I guess. Yeah. Tua, any 5K wide receiver. 
I think some people played Foreman too, which is like what I mean. I don't Woo! know. I, I, I couldn't have done it, but boom, you know, it's a smash props, show. Props hey, to anyone who played Foreman. When 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 Chuba got ruled out, I think I probably should have thought more about Foreman in tournaments. I played him. I, I played him. I, I played in, Foreman in both my tournament teams. I yeah. thought he was like the pivot off the obvious running back. Yeah, I played him. I played sure. him in a. I played him in a lineup that had um, Devonte Adams and Malik Willis. So that lineup uh, did not find its way to the yeah Devonte Adams. I mean, this game script. If if Josh Jacobs doesn't do what Josh Jacobs does, you would think Devonte Adams has to get fifteen targets and ten receptions, right? Oh I mean, yeah, I mean the dude, the to Raiders. Have this run out to have this run out and cash and get killed by Jacobs, and then to have Devonte in all my tournaments. And just to get smashed on that was, I mean, I literally got hammered from both sides of this freaking Vegas. <laughs> they they ran a train oh. on old Nate. By the way, uh, just you didn't mention it, but Davis scored one ninety eight point fourteen. I scored one fifty eight point fourteen, and Nate scored one forty nine point one. So, Nate Nate with the basement. <sighs> Tough. I mean, I, I, mean, just... I think I, my swap team was in there, but. It wasn't even the thing is though is like because my tournament teams were obviously suffering so poorly as a result of the Tua explosion. It's like it just just doesn't even matter. It it literally it literally did it literally did not even matter. Like I wasn't even having a good time because that's where because that's where we're at. You know we all want to win first place in these tournaments, and it's just like you know I keep galaxy braining myself um <laughs> I, i'm surprised because there's no chiefs on the slate i thought you might bink something well and and then so uh i i played i played a little bit more than usual this week because i kind of like the slate so i'll go through i'll go through two teams that i played one being i so i i played a bunch of miami detroit stuff just to try and capture that um my best one this one was in the $27 single entry. Tua, Swift, Foreman, Tyreek, St. Brown, Waddle, Gasicki, Van Jefferson, and the Flex with a nice little zero. Smooth. Panthers defense with a five. So that was like the only way I saw to get semi-contrarian with that game was to play Swift on the Lions and Gasicki on the Patriots. Um, they both scored, but we're yeah, not even close. But the the ownership on those just guys, wait for my tournament teams because there is a different way to get exposed. There, there is so that so the ownership on this team, I mean, it wasn't as insane as I thought. Tua, it at well, it is still pretty bad, right? Because twenty percent of the field makes money, right? So you got Tua at nineteen percent, Tyreek at thirty percent, Waddle at twenty percent. So then basically your whole thesis comes down to can DeAndre Swift at eight percent. And and Van Jefferson at nine percent, which is that's horrible. Van Jefferson at nine percent, got to be the worst play I've ever made. I mean, that is fucking horrible. What a that's a that's a that's a Nate Sammy Watkins type. Okay, okay, okay. Let me explain that play though. The only reason that play was the percent it was is because there were no receivers under forty five hundred maybe this week that were playing. It was it was Tyquan Thornton and Van Jefferson. That was it. There was two guys that. All of those optimizers. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make it like it doesn't make it any better. Like obviously, I should have just done it. Literally anything else other than that. Yeah. Because because you don't because then you're you're overlapping. Okay, like okay, so twenty percent of the field has the same stack as you, and then of the people playing that stack, 
maybe 3% of the field also has Van Jefferson. So then you're like 2v2ing people at defense to try and win $100,000 like that. That's bad. I don't know. That, I guess maybe other people are doing it. And then I'll I'll just, I'll eat this shit. This is this awful team I played in the spy. Malik Willis at 4%. Damian Pierce at 6%. I played Pollard on every team. I, I was like, uh, what I, I said, what? On the soul cast, I said, you don't get to Christmas morning and then not open your presents. So, <laughs> so it's like, I wasn't going to get Tony Pollard as a 10 point home favorite and then be like, you know what? For game theory reasons, I'm actually, I'm going to play David Montgomery as a direct. And it's like, no, I'm just going to play Tony yeah. Pollard. Yeah. Uh, St. Brown at 21%, Waddle at 26, Alave at 33%, horrible. Moreau only ever checked in at 10%. So I think he was still pretty strong. Uh, then Kenneth Walker at 20%, 1% owned Seahawks defense. But the the thinking was basically just like, if you play Malik, you can play whatever you want. Because if he gets a tournament winning score, you're you're going to be bootlegging people. You're you're going to, you're going to have people dominated. Cause like, I don't know, like if, you know, if he scores a 50 yard rushing touchdown or whatever, you're, you're crushing, pe- you're crushing people that played Tua Cause you have an extra $1,200 of salary. Yeah, yeah, I, I I liked playing Willis. I didn't do it, but I thought it was a good idea. Well, did uh, the yeah, he threw one pass attempt in the second half, and it was a throwaway. It was it was a like like so I avoid a sack play. Yeah, so, don't don't, don't feel confident that he that he wrestled the uh, starting job away this week. His job no. his job was to hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah, if you spent if you spent Fab on uh on Malik Willis this week, you know, like me, GZ. Uh, all right. Nate tournament team. Um, all right. So like you, I, the goal was to get exposure to Miami, Detroit and be different. Um, so my main stack was, uh, I went golf, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. And then I went Reynolds cause I thought Reynolds, um, without shark, I think Reynolds to me provided like the upside, at low ownership in that game that I thought could be different. I didn't think, I thought I looked at Swift a lot, but I didn't think Swift was, I don't know, his health concerns didn't, I didn't feel as confident as I did in Reynolds being out there. So went Reynolds uh, and then brought it back with Gesicki. How many weeks in a row can Khalif Raymond own Nate's soul? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was still thing to watch Khalif Raymond, number 11, get all that work. Um, Like when the game goes off, and you have the game, and you just—it wasn't. It I mean, wasn't that's Brown. that's literally the point, though. Like, what? Like, no, like I, this is literally the point of like, what do we do? Just keep playing into this chalk? Is like, oh, I hit the nuts game stack, and I I didn't even yeah. min cash. Like, that is why. So, despite getting our asses just handed to us week after week, I'm still doing shit like playing Malik Willis at four percent because it's it's like literally, what's the point? So I felt good about that like that double stack with the bring back. I, I really do. Like I looked at this lineup a lot this morning and I felt good about it before lock. And then when I saw ownership flip over Reynolds at two and a half percent, uh, Gesicki was under 10. I, I felt fine about that. Um, and then my leverage play was Devonte Adams. I had Devonte Adams at all my tournament teams because I thought, and again, Sammy, you talk about this all the time when you're trying to get leverage off a position in cash, maybe you just should be looking at that position in cash. So I thought, what's the best way to get leverage off of Jacobs? And it's going to be Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams was single-digit owned. Felt great. Uh, nothing. Nothing happened. And that was my spend-up. So, killed my lineup. I also went with Pollard, Foreman, 
uh, Kittle and Patriots D to finish it off. But um, yeah, Devontae, not great. It's it, it's sharp, man. I I like that lineup. I honestly. I played him too. He was sick all week with the flu, so I do wonder if that is playing. Like I wonder. If I'm not fading guys for the flu. When I see, well, no, but I wonder. It doesn't change anything to me. Like, well, what I'm saying is they're down. What were they down? Twenty-one zero at halftime, and they're just and and Adams is like, I'm not fucking running these. Routes, I don't think you he, know. It was like he had. I, he might have had one target at half. I mean, it was nuts. Nate, you don't you don't have an influenza input in the model. No. Oh, no. dude, you need this to update that thing. Yeah, Jesus. All right, uh, Sammy. All right. Uh, my best tournament team was, I think this was in the red zone. Uh, I played a Jalen Hurts single stack with. I, I I had some Hurts stuff out there too, which again, hilarious. J- he didn't even matter. I mean, Hurts was like drawing dead to be four touchdowns, drawing dead to be in the optimal. Don't don't even matter. Yeah, I had I had Hertz uh single stacked with AJ Brown and I brought it back with Fryermuth. Yeah. I I thought you I thought a bring back in that game was 100% you had to do it because they were never going to throw 40 times unless Pittsburgh scored some points. Right. Yeah, and yeah, the, they'll just they'll just run it down and you know, I I thought about some pickings as well, but in the that's, end, I like that's that's who I played in my as my bring back, and he yeah. had a zero. Yeah, in the end, I, I did enjoy like just taking care of the tight end spot for pretty cheap. A guy that we probably would have been looking at really heavily in cash. Um, you know, should if if Waller had played. So I like the Hertz and Brown and and uh Fryermuth bring back. I played Pierce and the Texans defense as a little correlation. Uh, I did play Tony Pollard. I ate the chalk with DJ Moore. He was 29% owned. I also got some uh, Darnell Mooney in this lineup. I played Wandell Robinson, and this lineup scored 185.5, and I think it like min cashed. So I, you know, I, I, I basically didn't play the, the game, right? I didn't play the Detroit game in this one and tried to kind of get away from it. Uh, I liked the idea of like getting Mooney in that lineup because I thought that. Dallas would wreck shop and Mooney would get some volume, but you know, in the end, uh, no, 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 to a double stack, no money. So I was pleasantly surprised to just min cash with this thing. That fourth AJ Brown touchdown would have been pretty fire though. He was like trucking toward the end zone. I thought he was going to get there and he just like tripped up and ran out of steam and ah, so close. The, uh, the team that won the big spy, the hundred K to first spy, had two players under 13% owned, which were was Garrett Wilson at 7%, the Cowboys defense at 6%, and it had mo- more players over 25% owned than fewer players under 25% owned. Damn. 200, 252 points. Damn. Well, I mean, this this feels like several weeks in a row that, that tournament teams are being taken down by really chalky lineups that maybe just have a piece or two changing, and I mean, I, I think this has been discussed on plenty of other podcasts, whether you guys think that's a trend that that's going to continue um, or or not. But, you know, I mean, I, 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 I would... hope it I, I think tournaments this year have been extra like super sharp. And and I think I love hearing so much frustration because I do think that eventually the field's going to soften again and the field's going to go back to playing too chalky and then optimal. Well, I mean, I think you can already. And then Malik Willis reigns. 
I think you can so already argue that that they are. I mean, for example, Damian Pierce being six to ten percent owned, and then Tony Pollard being sixty percent owned. Like the odds that Tony Pollard outscores Damian Pierce are nothing like that ownership gap would would dictate. I mean, obviously, do as I say, not as I do. As I jam Tony Pollard relentlessly in every lineup, but like, <laughs> correct. But like, I I mean, and it's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, we we talked about this a little bit last week too. Like the wide receiver chalk didn't get there at all last week, other than other than Chase. Um, you know, CD busted, Gallup busted, um, mul- like multiple multiple high owned wide receivers busted last week. Then they all got there this week. I mean, just everyone got there this week. And um, do you think that they're going to stop getting there? The the Dolphins play the Bears next week. Damn, except everybody except Olave. You know, he just he just really destroyed so many of my prize picks tickets. Early in the week, like my two biggest prize picks, it was like CMC over 55.5 was a lock, and then Olave over 62, I felt like was pretty lockish. And uh one of those was good and one of them wasn't. So CMC tough. just CMC just doing it all himself, man. Just that, uh, catch, that 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 end zone catch was was beautiful. Watching yeah, it was after that. I mean, it was like I got hyped. Yeah, it was it was great because like he motioned out and then just sat in like the deep flat. Like he wasn't even really part of the route pattern. And then the play broke and he just like streaks toward the end zone, makes a leaping catch like a receiver. And it was just like boom, CMC's here, kid. Yeah, it's a, it's a amazing that uh the for, the 49ers are uh you know what they are? They're the the sword fighter in Indiana Jones who's doing all the crazy sword fighting <laughs> and it looks so impressive. And, and then, then get shot. <laughs> and then Indy just shoots him. That's the 49ers. The 49ers for the 17 or 18 games leading up to their playoff loss are the guy with the sword. And then <laughs> the, you know, the the Eagles or the Buccaneers or whatever, or Indiana Jones, who just who just grunts and shoots them. It's gonna be like watching them, watching people get so excited about the 49ers if they win their their playoff game and then uh and then you know lose as a 10-point home favorite or whatever. By the way. The Los Angeles Rams. I mean, what a what a fall from grace for the Los Dust. Angeles Dust. That, that is the underlying like thing about this NFL season is from a real football standpoint, I am fully enjoying watching Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Rams just look miserable. Like yeah. that is the only redeeming part of this NFL season so far. It's well, pretty the, great. The, the Packers and the Buccaneers and the Rams all stinking is like it's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's it makes football fun to watch. Like, I love watching Aaron Rodgers just lose his mind out there on the football field. I can't wait for tonight. It, it's it's also, like, I, I mean, this is maybe more of, like, a thing for Chiefs fans, but, like, watching Mahomes with clearly an inferior team to the Eagles and the Bills, I find that to be pretty interesting. Like, like just, like, it, basically the guy, the guy goes out there and MacGyver's his way around to 303 with, like, McCall Hardman gadget plays and stuff you know and then you watch josh allen and it's like and there's another guy who's wide open you know and that guy's wide open and you know aj brown is just like create like he the guy is just destroying worlds and yeah we can we we can throw the the we can throw the steelers in there too i'm a steelers fan but like tomlin has this streak of never having a losing season yeah they're they're always there and the steelers are essentially the worst team in the league Maybe maybe oh, no, the, bottom the three? Texans. The Texans. Yeah. The I mean the really? Steelers are like bottom three, right? So for all the, yeah, what are where, where are you at this offseason about Tyreek and Mahomes to be able to watch both of them leave and get better? Like 
Both yeah. of them are now more affirmed as like who they are and their talent yeah. level than together. It's crazy. I mean, Tyreek is a freak. Tyreek is insane what he can do. He's better. His, his volume his now ability, is better than he's ever gotten. His ability to make those awful Tua throws turn into like 40-yard gains is unbelievable. It's insane. Like, and then ob- obviously Mahomes is also like playing out of his mind. So it's it's fun watching players like that that you think are relying on each other just go and dominate elsewhere versus Rodgers and Devontae. Where are you at on, on picket, Sammy? Are you like, are you like, we got to give this guy another year or, or are you, you're already ready to move oh, on? Dude, I, I spent, I spent four hours the other day in the, like in the middle of the night after the kids went to bed, researching the, the college class of quarterbacks this year. He, I'm like, who, no who, who could we get? He's no fields. Fields, fields looking like a competent NFL quarterback is, is pretty fun. Fields has it. Fields has it. I don't think no, people realize. He, like, he still, you put him around a better team, he has it. I mean, he that's has all, it. that's always been my opinion, so I try not to vacillate too much. But, like, some of the decision-making stuff, he, he's got a way to go. No, he's got it. The talent is there. Honestly, I like. I love watching Fields. It's, the team is terrible. The team is absolutely terrible, and he does things every single week that on any other team would be – it's all we would talk about every Monday. Well, you know, that used to be the Carson. That used to be what people would say about Carson Wentz is they'd be like, no one, no one can make these throws like Carson Wentz. You know, if, <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes did this thing that Carson Wentz did, it would be leading sports center. So I'm a little bit hesitant to get into that. I mean, I think the designed rushing obviously has opened things up for them a little bit. And he still makes some pretty uh, head scratching. stuff. he takes too many sacks too, which is something that guys can get better at. And like it's it's like it's honestly, it's but he's also got like, the worst offensive line in the league. And like this week, he faced Dallas. Dallas has like the best. Yeah, but people make those excuses for for Joe Burrow all the time, and I'm not like if I'm not going to give Joe Burrow that, I'm not going. I'm give not Justin giving Joe Fields Burrow that. an excuse because he's on a historically incredible offense. Like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. Hayden, Hurt. I mean, he literally has weapons at a historical level. Like, hey, speaking of weapons, Davis. Just give me an estimate from week 10 on how many of your main tournament teams will have Kadarius Tony on them. So assuming he's priced like reasonably to begin with, like 4.7 K average. Oh, we'll have a hundred percent of them next week. I don't even know who the chiefs play, but I'll have a hundred percent of them. <laughs> and then assuming that he goes, assuming that he plays like a limited role and goes like four for 63 and a touchdown, uh, then I'll have a hundred percent of them the next week, probably up until like 7,000, I would guess. I mean, it's like, <laughs> here's the thing. Until 7,000. <laughs> if, if Kadarius Tony is the guy who he was in his breakout game against the, the Cowboys and he's that guy on the chief's offense, then he is going to be unreal. I don't know if he can be that guy. I mean, he might show up and re-injure his hamstring and we might never hear from him again. He's played something like five NFL games, I think. Something insane, right? No, he's it's played a, he's played a few more than that. Uh, he has played... No, shit, you're right. Five NFL games. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, five NFL games. These are his stat lines. Uh, five snaps in his first game, two targets. Plays... 46 snaps in his in a the third game, two for 16, six for 78, 10 for 189. Oh, this is wrong. He's played in more than four games. Whatever. 
he's good. He's really he, good. Yeah, you're throwing the stats out. They don't they don't fit your narrative. It, we got to get rid of ma- them. These, no, these stats mean, are wrong. <laughs> he he does. He has uh, an insane targets per route run, but like also any guy who could like move on the Giants would have an insane targets per route run. So, yeah, I don't know. It was it was clearly I think a good gamble. I think the the biggest thing that trade says is that Sky Moore is not ready to play this year and they, might they never paid be. for him. They paid for him like a third and a sixth is is an actual price. Uh, yeah, the Giants getting that to me that's the like steal of the whole thing. Like the Giants may be sharp, like they're getting value for a guy like that, and then somehow winning games. Like, I mean, yeah, but the the uh, the they have extra draft picks from the Tyreek trade though too, and you can only like. Like your roster can only have so many guys, and you have to oh, pay the supplemental picks. No, like they were they received picks for Tyree okay. Kill. They got a they got a first and a fourth for him. Gotcha. All right. I mean, I, I don't I don't have a ton of faith, but man, I'm I'm definitely it's, stashing. It's, it's also this like going to be our worst show ever. We have talked way too much real football. The oh, listeners. Have I mean, what is it? What what did people want us to do? Be like to this show. What did, what did they want us to do? Be like, yeah, Alvin Kamara, that guy sure is good. Josh Jacobs, well, I, tough season. I have some more prize picks takes if you guys want them. But... No, no one, no one wants that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's get out of here, boys. Uh, I'll be, we will all be back next week, and uh, I'll be back with the waiver wire show here in a couple days. See y'all then. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.